0: Time. It's time. So get your popcorn ready. It will be political. Political. It will be biblical. Biblical. We must stay vigilant. We must remain watchful. So sit back and put your feet up because you're about to learn to discern the truth. Welcome to The Watchmen. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Watchmen Podcast. My name is Casey. It's so good to be back with you guys today. Today is Wednesday. September 27th, 2023. And today's title, uh, this episode is going to be called ordered steps, ordered steps. Uh, but before I get into that, um, I want to just mention a couple things real quick where you can find me. I know I put it in the description box below, but don't forget also, if you see this on rumble, or if you're listening to this on Spotify, please click the follow button. It'll remind you. It should remind you every time uh, I put out a new podcast, as well as clicking the follow button on my rumble channel. Um, It really helps me out. And uh, also, I'm on Twitter, Casey underscore Cusick. I'm on Instagram, the underscore Watchman underscore podcast. That's Watchman with an E. I'm on Spotify, the Watchman podcast. Remember, it's with an E because we're all called to watch and discern uh, the times that we're living in. Um, If you want to support the podcast, uh, I have my Venmo there, which is Casey dash Cusick dash five. Thank you to those of you that continually support me. I so appreciate it. Uh, my family and the times that we're going through, it helps so much. You just have no idea, and I'm just so grateful for it. Um, also, in in the description box below will be a give, send, go as well. That also helps me with costs for um, any more legal fees, which there will be some, which I can't really say so right now, but there will be others um, coming up. And I'm so grateful to those of you that have given towards that. I'm just so appreciative as well. Also, I'm on iTunes, The Watchman Podcast, as well as my Rumble channel uh thank you to all of those of you that have reached out that continually support uh not only my podcast but my family it is just so well appreciated and i'm just i I just words can't describe how grateful that i really am um so skipping forward to something last night i was supposed to have a live with jesse i just brain farted and it wasn't really a brain fart i just really could not figure out i was really frustrated every time i would try to click the live it was just a really big pain hopefully well, not hopefully I will get it fixed and I will figure it out. And by next Tuesday at 11 AM Eastern time, Jesse and I will be going live. It will be my first ever live rumble video. Um, it's been on, I've been wanting to do it for some time now. I just haven't really sat down to try to figure it out. Huh? <sighs> like I should have probably before, but I, I, I like going into some of these podcasts and being able to see what people are writing in the chat. And I like that. Everybody can get involved in the chat. Uh, so I just encourage you if you can that day, tune in and listen. It would be awesome. Um, it's going to be a great show as always with, um, Jesse and I'm going to try to start doing, once I get the hang of it, I'm going to try to start doing most all my podcasts, except maybe these, but I don't know, maybe I'll just do them all live <clears throat> uh, as I continue to grow. So anyways, uh, sorry, so sorry to those of you that you <laughs> saw that and you kind of maybe you planned some time around that. I just, I hate messing with people's time and I, I just don't like to promise people things that I can't uh, perform because going through what I'm going through, I've had it day in, day out, promises that are never kept. So, but then there are those that do, and I so appreciate them. And I have, you know, one gentleman that I don't want to say his name, but he is just, man, I don't know that I've ever could say that I've had a true mentor in this way, Uh, but I'm just so grateful to him. I spoke to him yesterday for a couple hours and it was, it's something that's very uplifting for me. And, um, anyway, you know, it kind of goes with the, with the title of the podcast, which is ordered steps. I mean, this in the the scripture that I'm going to read at the very beginning of it when we get into that, but, um, also, you know, just the last few days, you know, I just really have been down. I don't know why. I mean, I do know why, but it's, I'm not trying to look for sympathy or anything. I'm just being factual and honest, which is part of the reason why I just kind of just said, forget last night after all that. And I haven't done a podcast in a a little while. Um, but I know I can't stay there, but I'm just being honest with you. I mean, because I think that we should all be honest with ourselves. We can't lie and be blind to reality, but at the same time, that doesn't mean that we have to stay in that position So thank you for those of you that continue to pray for me. Um, You know, there's just been some things lately that, if you want to call it this, this is actually exactly what it is. It's spiritual manipulation, which in the Bible says it's witchcraft um, with certain individuals. And um, I'm able to discern and separate myself from that. And if you can hear that noise right now for, uh, sorry. But I live in Oklahoma and they have siren, they have the tornado sirens that they check every Wednesday at noon. So this one actually might not be so long. I think it's going away. I don't even know. You might not have even heard that. But anyways, so uh, that's that. That's what's going on. I appreciate everything that everybody, um, those of you that reached out last night, I mean, thank you so much. And um, thank you for the grace. Uh, with that, because I know that can be frustrating when you get excited about something. Uh, skipping over to news, you know, there's a lot of news out there. I just want to encourage people. Try to pick and choose who you follow and listen to. Use discernment. It's really rough because everything in the news is so condescending. It's so contrary, con- uh, contradictory um, of others. <clears throat> you got one saying this and the other one saying that. And it just it's never ending. You know, I'm really praying and believing God that we can get through this thing and that this is not some setup just like, uh, you know, the old Lucy holding the football for Charlie Brown. I don't want to see that happen again to us. And I'm very weir- uh, aware of that. Um, you know, there's some people out there saying that President Trump's never going to get back in. Uh, that this is this is exactly that. There's some of people that are out there saying that, that he is going to get back in. And then he himself said out his own mouth, you know, it'll be sooner than we think. So just be aware of that, because if that something like that happens, it would be so heartbreaking for this nation and not only for our nation, but for the rest of the world. But believe me, <clears throat> we cannot put all our eggs in one basket. I mean, we always have to trust the Lord no matter what. I know that so, sounds so cheap because God uses men and God uses women and he, people. I mean, he doesn't. He's not going to come down and do all these things with his magic, you know, finger. I guess I shouldn't even say it like that. But my point is, you know, he's going to use somebody to, to do whatever it is that he he is, you know, whatever his plan is. And, uh, you know, we do hear a lot of things that are things that they're trying to do that aren't working. And so that's encouraging. And um, I have another encouraging, actually, true story that I'm trying to figure out when the right time is maybe to talk about it, but, um, it's in regards to Jan six and, um, for now I just want to keep that, but there is something really cool that I can confirm, uh, soon. So anyways, I know I say this all the time, but please just don't forget to keep, not just me, but other Jan sixers in your prayers, because just the, the heaviness that you bear by even being a part of this whole thing is, is not easy. And um, there's a lot of people out there suffering. There's been a lot of, su- there's been multiple suicides um, in regards to defendants in this scenario. And, you know, just don't forget these people because it's so crazy how, and I, I hate to say this, but Christians are the hardest on people and, cri- and critical And it's just such a sad thing. And, you know, I don't even like that word. You know, if you really look up that word, it was really a derogatory term on believers, followers of Jesus. And uh, it was a Roman word that they used. Just It was like a racial slur in a way. And I just think I I told this story the other night on the, the after show on the reveal report, which, by the way, is a great community. And I highly recommend anybody who's not a member of George Iceman's Patreon to become one because it's just a great place to be able to go on a Friday night. And when they come together and, and just encourage one another, I mean, as iron sharpens iron, so does the man sharp, sharpen the countenance of his friend. So it's a great place to be just for that and to stay updated on, on real news and what's really going on. I just, it's a, it's a great, it's a great thing. But um, gosh, well, I was, Oh, because I was saying that my dad one time in a meeting, he told me that he asked people, How many of you in here are Christians? And everybody in the room raised their hand, of course. And then he said, "Okay, put your hands down." He said, "How many of you in here are disciples?" And maybe a couple raised their hand, and then some that nobody knew what to do. Well, this is what we are. Jesus said, "Go into all the world and preach the gospel." Make and we're supposed to be making disciples. That's what we're doing—disciples of Jesus, followers of Jesus. That's what we are. So, anyways. That aside, let's get right into this. You know, I want to start out here in the book of Psalms. Um, remember this, your steps are ordered of God. But I want to start here in Psalms and it's in verse 30 or chapter 37. And, you know, I find it very encouraging whenever I feel down or discouraged, you know, to read the book of Psalms because all, all David would do is, he'd, why are you cast down on my soul? You know, hope in God. And again and again and again, he just, he would have to encourage himself. <clears throat> But I want to start here in Psalms 37, and it's in verse 23 through 25. It says the steps of a good man, or another translation says righteous man, are ordered of the, by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. I have been young, and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. Remember that when gas prices go up, grocery prices go up, go up. That means you're going to increase too because god's going to take care of us so going from there over to first corinthians 5 in verse 21 i mentioned the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the lord well how do you know you're righteous well if you're one with jesus if you've accepted him into your life you've accepted him into your heart the bible says in second corinthians 5 in verse 21 it says for he made him him who jesus who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of god in him through who through jesus so now we are made righteous so going back over let's go back to psalm 37 come down here to where it says in verse 1 do not fret psalm 37 1 do not fret because of evildoers nor be envious of the workers of iniquity for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb but more importantly in this this verse i want to this was the thing that always that stuck out to me was in verse eight where it says cease from anger and forsake wrath do not fret and this is what i want to emphasize do not fret it only causes harm do not fret it only causes harm so what happens when we fret well let's go over to proverbs chapter three verses five and six and most of you know this if you know the word at all it says trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct our path so think about that do not fret it only causes harm what happens when you fret you start leaning on your own understanding so when we start leaning on our own understanding what does it cause worry fear what's the opposite of faith fear stop leaning on your own understanding lean on him trust in the lord with all of your heart it's the old hokey pokey you put your whole self in or you put your whole self out this is the way the bible is this is what this is what we're called to do as believers jesus even said if you're lukewarm that he would spew spew you out of your mouth rick renner did a fantastic teaching on that one day when it, talking about how the aqueduct. You know, the water that came down from the top of the mountain by the time it got all the way down to the poor people that lived on the lower side of it, you know, they would put their hand to get the water out to drink it. And it was, it was nasty. It was like it was lukewarm and they would spit it, they would spit it out because it tasted so disgusting. It had been through all the, it's a really good teaching. I'm not going to take his teaching, but anyway but trust in the Lord with all your heart. We can't lean on our own understanding with what we're seeing right now, with things that are unfolding. We can't move. We can't be moved by what we see. We can't be moved by what we feel. We can only be moved by what, what we believe. Well, what do we believe the promises of God and the Bible says that all of the promises of God are yes. And amen. So I want to read you here. <coughs> speaking on worry, stress, or fretting first Peter five, seven. And I've read this, <coughs> excuse me, multiple times on, um, my podcast out of the passion translation, which I love, just the way that, that brings out the tr- the meaning here. How it says, you know, pour out all your worries and stress upon Him, and leave them there. That is the coolest thing. Pour out all your worries and stress, him, for He tenderly cares for you, and He does. And I and I just want to encourage you to t- to port leave it there. You know, when you when you start to fret again, and we come back down to where it says, do not fret; it only causes harm. Hey, thank you, Lord. I forgive me, God. You know, I give it back to you, Lord. This isn't my battle; it's your battle. So, um, first, or excuse me, in Philippians one six, it says, "He who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it until the day of the Lord." He will be faithful when we're faithless. God remains faithful. So, I want to read to you here out of the um. It's actually the English Standard Version. Uh, it's the book of 1 Corinthians 13 in love. And so you see, we see so many people wanting to discredit others, wanting to expose others. It's not our job. Remember it? It's not our job to do that. It took, exposing evil is okay, but it's not our job to take on what God's job is. And anyways, if you go throughout the Old Testament, all throughout the Old Testament, when God taught, what the, when the Israelites were you know, cooking their own children because they didn't have food when they were sacrificing children in the book of Jeremiah and, and, and Ezekiel and all through the prophet prophetic books. What was God saying through the prophets all through there? Turn to me and I'll forgive you. Turn to me and I'll forgive you. Turn to me and I'll forgive you. So I want you to remember that when we start, we get so harsh and hard on people that we have no idea the way they were brought up. We have no idea the things that they've gone through and went through and were forced to do. Remember that some of these people were forced to do these atrocities. I want to read this out of, out of 1 Corinthians 13, and I encourage everybody, you ought to just take a week and read this every day for a week. It'll help your marriage. It'll help the way you respond to others. It'll help the way you respond to your children. It says here, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have prophetic powers, and this is, boy, this is If I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and I have all faith, so as to remove mountains but have not love, I'm nothing. If I give away all that I have and deliver up my body to be burned but have not love, I gain nothing. Remember these things. I, you gain nothing. Verse 4. Now here's what tells you what love is. And this is the most important part that I really encourage you to read, verses 4 through 13. It says, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant. And there is a spirit of arrogance going around right now that stinks in the nostrils of God. And you better repent if it's you and stop it. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought. It's not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, it hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never fails. But as for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I gave up childish things. My mom used to tell me that all the time. (laughs) Put away the childish things. For now we see in a mirror daily, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three. Now faith. Remember, faith is now. Now faith. These three are by, but what's the greatest of all those, the greatest of these is love. I encourage you today and every day to put love before all things, to put people. I tell my daughters every single day when they start arguing and wanting the best of whatever it is that they have, you know, whether it, whether it be a toy or whatever, whether they, who wants the most, Oh, you got more ice cream than I give the other person more than you always put somebody before yourself. I begin myself in the current situation that I'm in, you know, limited to what I can do. I begin to reach out to people that, you know, in, in Bible college, they told us one out of every five when we were there would, you know, within five, I think it was within five years or two years, something like that be right back out in the world. I started reaching out to everyone that I know that has gone back out in the world. I don't see how you can, you know, taste and see that the Lord is good. You taste it and see it, and then you just can turn away from it. Boy, I don't understand that there isn't anything in this world has to offer that's better than God. So remember that, like I said, throughout the Old Testament, when the Israelites were in sin, when they were doing some of the most horrific things, horrific, what happened? God told them, come back to me, repent, come back to me, I'll forgive you and I'll heal your land. So he'll do the same for us. The Bible says, I'm the Lord God, I, I'm the Lord God that I ch- and I change not. I'm not, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should change his mind. Be careful when you're going out and telling everybody about this is God, and God told me to do this, and God, and it doesn't work out. Who looks foolish? God is not the fool. So when you tell somebody that you that God told you and it doesn't work out, I don't know. It wasn't God. I hate to break it to you. God doesn't lie. Jesus Christ, the Bible says in Hebrews, he's the same. Yesterday, Jesus is God. It's the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. And I'm just thinking about this right now, and it has nothing to do with what I'm saying, but there's those that I've heard on podcasts and other places talking about speaking in tongues, Speaking in tongues is a free gift that comes when you ask Jesus to come live in your heart. It's there, whether you know it or not, it's not for some people and not for some, the gift of tongues is different than actually speaking in tongues. It's your prayer language. It's a language the devil can't understand. And it's straight to God and it's praying out the perfect plan and the perfect will of God in your life. So I encourage you, if you're wondering about that, find somebody, email me, I'll walk you through it. It's not that hard. Believe me, it's all in your head. That's the problem. So that back aside, I want to close out today. um, Well, actually, I got one more thing that I want to read to you in regards to love and in regards to what's going on in regards to who, you know, this is Jesus speaking in, in Luke, and it's the story of the prodigal son. And remember this, it's just like I said, when they turned, God's asking them, turn to me, turn to me, turn to me. The world's telling you, turn to a psychic, turn to a Turn to New Age. Turn to this podcast, or turn to all these things. Nope. Turn to God. That's it. There's nobody else. Nobody else has more information. Nobody else has more truth that they can give you. Forget the truthers. We don't need all that. The truth is the Bible. It'll give you 100% truth 100% of the time. So it says here, Luke 15. It says, and in verse 11, and I want to read this out of the Passion Translation again because I feel like it, it's, it, it just it really opens up what what happened. It says here and I like the way it's worded then Jesus once there was a father with two sons, Jesus said that once there was a father with two sons the younger came to his father and said father do you think it's time to give me my share of your estate so the father went ahead and distributed between the two sons their inheritance shortly after the younger packed up all his belongings and traveled off to see the world he journeyed to far-off land where he soon wasted all he was given in a binge of extravagant and reckless living with everything spent and nothing left He grew hungry because there was a severe famine in that land. So he begged a farmer in that country to hire him. The farmer hired him and sent out to feed the pigs. The son was so famished and he was he was willing even to eat the slop given to the pigs because no one would feed him a thing. Humiliated, the son finally realized what he was doing. And he thought there are many workers at my father's house who have all the food they want and plenty to spare. They lack nothing. Why am I here dying of hunger, feeding those pigs and eating their slop? I want to go back home to my father's house, and I'll say to him, him, Father, I was wrong. Remember, this is Jesus talking here. Father, I was wrong. I have sinned against you. I'll never again be worthy to be called your son. Please, Father, treat me like one of your employees. So the young son set off for home. And this is something so powerful to me. And I just, I mean, this touches my heart every time I read it. From a long distance, it says, his father saw him coming. How many of you understand God knows? God sees. He sees the past. He sees the present. He sees the current. He's all. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere all the time. So when he saw him coming afar off, he, from a long distance away, he fought, dressed as a beggar. And great compassion swelled up in his heart for his son who was returning home. We ought to all have that same compassion on every single, every single human being on this earth. I don't care what they've done. Great compassion swelled up in his heart Um, for his son who was returning home. The father raced out. It's just such a raced out to meet him and swept, swept him away in his arms, hugged him dearly and kissed him over and over with a tender love. This is what God does. As quick as we turn, he's coming. He's there. He's just waiting on us. It says, then the son said, father, I was wrong. I've sinned against you. I could never deserve to be called your son. See, people say you don't have to confess your sins. Oh, God's already forgiven you of all your sins. Bible says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. First John one, nine, go read it in your own Bible. If you don't believe it, father, I was wrong. I've sinned against you. I could never deserve to be called your son. Just let me be let or the father interrupted him and said, son, you're home now. Turning to his servants, he said, quick, bring me the best robe, my very own robe, and I will place it on your shoulders. Understand when you become saved, you become one with Jesus. Everything he's promised, you're promised. And bring out the best shoes you can find for my son. Let's prepare a great feast and celebrate for my beloved son who was once dead. Scripture, I mean, go back to scripture. We were dead in trespasses and sins in Romans. Uh For my beloved son was once dead, now he's alive. Once he was lost, but now he's found. And everyone celebrated with overflowing joy. Now the older son out working in the field, when his brother returned, this is where we don't want to see ourselves. And as he he approached the house, he heard the music and celebration and dancing. He called over one of the servants and said, what's going on? The servant replied, it's your younger brother. He's returned home and your father is throwing a party to celebrate his homecoming. The older son became angry and refused to go in and celebrate. So his father came out and pleaded with him, come and enjoy the feast with us. The son said, father, listen, how many years have I worked like a slave for you, performing every duty you've asked as a faithful son? And I've never once disobeyed you, but you've never thrown a party for me because of my, faithlessness, my faithfulness. excuse me. Uh, never once have you even given me a goat that I could feast on and celebrate with my friends as this son of yours is doing now. Look at him. He comes, out, he comes back and wasting your wealth on prostitutes and reckless living. And here you are throwing a great feast to celebrate for him. The father said, my son, you are always with me by my side. Everything I have is yours to enjoy. Everything we have, everything Jesus has is ours to enjoy, whether you know it or you don't know it. It's only right to rejoice and celebrate like this because your brother was once dead and gone. He turned from God. But now he is alive and back with us again. He was lost, but now he's found. I encourage everybody out there today, don't be the brother. You have everything that you need right now, right here. You know, the Bible says in, in, in uh, Acts 20, 35, that it, Paul said it's more blessed to give. You're more blessed to give than to receive. Remember that. So many people are out there these days complaining about tithing. They're complaining about all this giving money to this ministry. You don't want to give, don't give. But the Bible says it's more blessed, you're more blessed to give than you are to receive. It's more of a blessing. And skipping over to what did it God tell Abraham? And maybe this is for somebody that's wondering where they're supposed to be right now. Genesis 12 and verse 1, it says, Now the Lord had said to Abram, before he even became Abraham, see, God saw what would happen if he did one thing. Obey. Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land I will show you. And And he said, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and I will make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. So he said, I will bless you. And you shall be a blessing so what does that mean oh we're blessed to be a blessing the reason god blesses us and gives to us is so that we can give to others not so that we can build up our wealth not so that we can and there's nothing wrong with being wealthy because the bible says also that it's god will that god's will that man should prosper and be in good health in the book of joshua or excuse me it might be deuteronomy irregardless we're blessed to be a blessing we have to love at all times otherwise anything we do is as of clanging cymbals together which is a horrible noise if you've ever heard it and i just encourage everybody to remember that i mean i saw my parents go through a church split when i was probably 12 years old and one of the guys in there said you know if we leave he went and told this other minister if we leave this ministry has about a 10 percent chance of survival and this minister and i'll never forget this and one day i'm going to be able to shake his hand and tell him this to his face he said watch what god will do with 10 percent." and guess what god never left him he never forsook him and their ministry went on for years after i want to close with this one thing <clears throat> and it says how does the thief on the cross fit into your theology no baptism no communion no confirmation no speaking in tongues no mission trip no volunteerism and no church clothes He couldn't even bend his knees to pray he didn't say the sinner's prayer and among other things he was a thief Jesus didn't take his take away his pain heal his body or smite the scoffers yet he was a yet it was a thief who walked into heaven the same hour as Jesus simply by doing what believing he had nothing more to offer than his belief that Jesus was who he said he was no spin from brilliant brilliant theologians no ego and no arrogance no shiny lights, skinny jeans, or crafty words. No haze machine, donuts, or coffee in the entrance. Just a naked, dying man on a cross, unable to even fold his hands to pray. Remember, God loves you. God cares for you. Come home if you're if you're afar off. You, there's you've not committed the ultimate sin. There's always room back at home. And folks, remember with this country and with the body of Christ that the best is yet to come. God bless you guys, and you have a great day.